Hello. I can hear you typing. Maybe. I'm using the microphone as the microphone. I'm using the speaker as the speaker. I think it's good. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Yeah, I know. Oh. And I can hear you, but not in the right spot. Oh. Ah, now I can hear you. Okay. And you're you're in the right spot. You're in my you're in my ear hole. Ears. Yeah, right good. in my ears. You're right in my ears. Um yeah, I'm 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 here. Kind of waxy in here. Ooh, sorry about that. <laughs> I've been uh I've been meaning to get to that. <laughs> Fear, you know, there's a few, you know, there's some things you do all year round, some things it's it, it spring cleaning. Yeah, spring cleaning. When you're if you go to the pool, you kind of miss stuff every once in a while. Well, um, you know, if you're in the pool, the water's getting in there and then getting that wax out, right? Isn't that the way know, wax works? I well, don't think so. I don't think I don't think so. You, you know, have you ever used a um, an ear candle? You, are you familiar with these things? You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, and uh, no, no, me, me either. Um, <laughs> I would. I I'm always like it seems. It seems risky. That's a different podcast. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but it seems risky. It seems like I don't really want a bunch of flames and and hot air near my near my ears that that go right into my brain. But I don't yeah. know. I also have not used one of those neti pots. I think we've talked about. This, oh, we've right? talked about this. I am. Yeah. I yeah. I am. My wife uh, loves a neti pot. Uh, me not so much. Yeah, it makes me feel like I'm drowning. Which, which I don't like. It feels like I'm waterboarding hmm. myself, um, just by pouring a bunch of like water into my into my nose. I tried it, tried it once, and I'm not not mm-hmm. a fan. I have I've got one. I'm just I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not into it. But wax waxy. Now, are you? Where <laughs> this is a per, <laughs> personal hygiene safety yeah. talk. Ear, um, nose, and throat uh, talk. Yeah, yeah. E and T. Yeah. E- E-N-T, uh, yeah or, um, are you? Um, you're are you a q-tipper or i don't know what the non non um, uh, thing is uh, yes uh 15 i'm a 15 percent q-tipper no <laughs> uh, get that see that was a joke oh, yeah. well done um, well done. yeah no i i do i do use a q-tip uh carefully i think q-tips are not recommended for putting in your ears yeah um, we'll get mail directions we'll get we'll get all yes please please send us your angry postcards um, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, so I do use an occasional and it's interesting, like I'll not on a regular basis, like you said, and, and I'll be surprised. Sometimes I'll be like, huh, it's been a long time and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll check out my, you know, I'll put put a Q-tip in there and, uh, find, uh, not much. And then other times I, I just did this last week and I'll put it in there and I'll just get like, not to be too graphic then, but a lot of earwax. Um, yeah, yeah, so and it's surprising it's, amount. And I wonder, right? I wonder if if it's related to diet or what, exercise, uh, stress hormones. I, I don't know. I I don't know either. And sometimes, yeah, I, I we should have somebody on to talk about this. If it, if we did a different, <laughs> if we did a different podcast that was not about not about uh, food safety at all. It, I, I I'm a um I I I, I feel. I use them quite a bit. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I like them after I shower mm-hmm. and, um, sometimes there's a lot, like you said, sometimes mm. there's not so much I don't understand, but I always feel better afterwards. So I, I, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, 
I want to I want to talk to you, Don, about something I got an email about today, um, okay. which I've not well, had a it, chance to just, to send just to you. But, but, yeah, well, I I also got an email today that I would like to uh, oh. to get your feedback on. But I just want to say this. So I am. I love I love the internet, Ben. Um, so I, I just did a quick search for neti pots, and the top hit is WebMD. Now, the title in the article is nasal saline irrigation and neti pots, no punctuation. Oh, but Oof. the name of the post that's showing in my little bar up at the top of Safari is neti pots for sinus infections. Do they help? And then for ear candling, um, the WebMD post on the screen says, what is ear candling? But the, 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 the title up in the menu bar is ear candling. Should you try it? And I would <laughs> say based, based on, based on those two, those two phrases, neti pots for sinus infections, do they work ear candling? Should you try it? It. Um, based on Betteridge's law, the answer to both of those things no, be no, no, not at all. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do this. Oh man, um, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, so l l I'm going to switch uh, uh, gears here, and sure, and we're going to get right right into food safety right away. Please do, please, or do. maybe, or maybe we will. Um, hi, hi, Benjamin. It's always good when people start an email like that. Yes, yeah, sure. Because um, you know that they're really a good friend of yours because they're calling you Benjamin. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, and it's it's funny. It's like it's either Benjamin or Mr. Chapman, who I mm -hmm. know. I know that, that that I don't. I don't know this person very yeah. well. Um, I hope you're doing well. My name is Redacted, and I'm member. I'm a member of. Well, and I'll I'll just you know dox this this part here. The Public Outreach Department for the Mesothelioma Center. Okay, <laughs> uh, they're a, an advocacy group work working to spread awareness of asbestos-related diseases and help those currently suffering from them. Which is, I, I, I mean, salt of the earth work. Yes, um, I'm. I'm God uh, knows there's not enough people helping mesothelioma victims. No, no, I, I, I Benjamin, I have noticed you've included other resources. <laughs> about not about natural disasters at okay foodsafety.ces.ncsu.edu slash hurricanes and okay. thought that our website would would complement the other valuable resources you have listed and i'm just we'll, we'll link to this in show notes mm -hmm. um not not the email but uh but i will send you um the uh, uh <clears throat> the link here so so don let me just tell you about the the um, resources, the uh, valuable resources that I have of I have listed, preparing for a hurricane, infant food safety during a hurricane, meal preparation after a hurricane, <laughs> um, uh, power outages, foods to keep and discard after a power outage, treating water for hand washing and food preparation during a boil water advisory. There are other things, flooding resources, safe food after flooding, kitchen cleanup after flooding. These are all about hurricanes and natural disasters. And then those very same documents are uh, translated into Spanish. Um, so just as, as context of why I'm being, why I'm being contacted about, about these resources. Well, I did, a, um, I did a quick search of your webpage, Ben. I didn't search for mesothelioma because I'm not sure I can mm -hmm. spell that, um, mm -hmm. but I did search for asbestos. And mm -hmm. strangely enough, your Hurricanes Preparedness and Recovery website does not mention anything about asbestos. <laughs> it's a gap. It's a gap. Um, 
So, so Which, I mean, uh, seriously, that might be a problem in a hurricane, not not one that you would comment on in terms of food safety. But I guess if you have a building that has asbestos and it floods, um, that might move the asbestos from where it is to somewhere else, which would make it be a place where someone would need to um, maybe manage that risk. But yeah, yeah, so so true. So, um, and in fact, um, name redacted writes. Debris, similar to what you just said, debris caused by hurricanes can expose homeowners, emergency workers, and volunteers participating in the cleanup process to hazardous materials that can contain asbestos. Prolonged exposure to asbestos fibers can cause various serious health conditions, including shocker mesothelioma. Uh, individuals who've been exposed to asbestos should be aware of the potential health risks. These, like, I'm not going to argue with anything in in those you know uh, four sentences. Um, this group at asbestos.com have created natural disaster mesothelioma guides on natural disasters and symptoms. Um, and uh, they believe it would be a valuable addition to my page about food safety, Don. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and so, so, and I, sometimes I just delete and, and sometimes I respond. And so I responded with high exclamation mark. Cause I'm friendly. Okay. You're friendly that way, yeah. Yep. Can you share with this interfaces with food safety? Question mark. I've not heard back. I haven't heard mm. back about this. So here's a and like just a a message to those who are in the world of doing outreach for any sort of organization. Just make sure it's the right context of who you're connecting with. I guess. Right? Like, what am I going to do with this information? Does it kind of stick out? Like, they're, they provided me with two um, websites. In fact, Don, why don't we link to one in show notes? Um, just <laughs> why as... don't we not? But okay. <laughs> yeah. But you want to get more of this kind of email, Ben? Do you want know. more of this? I wanted to come to Food Safety Talk instead of, I, yeah. but the, like, there's a bunch here. It's good stuff. I get it, but it's not about food safety. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is what they wanted was us well, to just think about it and it, talk about it. It, it. Lo- we did it looks it. like, yeah, it looks like not a terribly scammy website. I mean, I mean, I understand. I mean, I wonder how much asbestos.com costs. That must be a very expensive website. Um, and the mesothelioma center is obviously just trying to get you, get you hooked up to a lawyer who can sue somebody for the, because you have mesothelioma. Right. Right. right I mean, right. so it's a, it's a nice looking website it does not look scammy or spammy but i mean it does look i mean i clearly they're about making money for suing people over mesothelioma right yeah that's seems definitely yeah like no no question no question about it um but but the and they're i guess trying to do some outreach to the you know uh, they, they they have a They've got a uh, better business rating of an A plus. I don't even know what their business is. Asbestos, asbestos. Uh, they're survivors. It's about yeah. It's about it's about people that are impacted by this. I see this a lot on the uh, on the cable shows. There's a lot of uh, meso- that's where I know about mesothelioma is just listening to uh, uh, commercials that uh, that are on on cable shows. But but here's like. Here's the thing. Just if you're going to do this kind of stuff, find the find the right people. Don't do it for don't do it for us. Right. right. Don't. Right. Yeah. Um. So, OK, so that was that was I got I got so much stuff to talk to you about. 
Good. Um, that was that was one of them. Have you? Uh, I don't know if I. I'm going to ask you, uh, uh, so we had a little text conversation about this, um, with our, with our, uh, writing buddies and other food safety friends. But, um, the, the, uh, documentary, the Netflix documentary, um, Poisoned, uh, mm. is coming out and there's a trailer. Have you seen the trailer? I've not seen the trailer. Um, I did. Yeah, I can tell when something is permeating into the popular culture because not only does it show up on my writing buddies text channel, uh, but it shows up in other ways. And I have a, a colleague who's the graduate program director in microbial biology, um, and he sent it to me saying, "Hey, uh, did you know about this?" And I and I'm I was kind of like I did a little humble brag. I'm like, "Well, wow. yeah, but Bill Marler is a personal friend." <laughs> what, I, what I didn't add is, and he keeps spamming me about this. Yeah, <laughs> because and he wants- because Bill, Bill, I mean for for all of his good traits um um he 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 is aggressively he's kind of like the mesothelioma.com people <laughs> you'll never hear this right but no. he is he is about self-promotion which is, i mean it's fine i mean you know people yeah. need his services at least as much as mesothelioma or asbestos.com but yeah right right well the trailer's out um there's some there's some people in it oh well and and i i think someone one of our perhaps one of our writing buddies um, said that it did not portray the food industry in a very good light. I did, but I did not watch it. See, that's I. I want. Do you want to take? Um, oh gosh, I don't know. It's a minute fifty-two, and then I don't actually know how to do the oh. stuff. But, but, but it's yeah. We. I'll, I'll, let me just describe what happens in the in the video. There's at the start. There's a bunch of people that are like. America's got the safest uh, food supply in the world. Safest food supply in the world. Safe. It's the number one mm. safest food supply in the world. And then um, our friend, our good friend Bill Marler, is walking around a supermarket with uh, one of the you know producers, someone who's telling the story about um, uh, about food safety and pointing to things in a grocery store that have led to outbreaks. Um, and then um, uh, Rosa Deloro, who's a who's a representative. Uh, in in the world of uh, mm-hmm. in, in the world of Congress, mm-hmm. um, is uh, um, it says that uh, someone should fix the food supply. Then uh, our friend um, uh, Mansoor uh, Sam Sampador, uh, Sam who Samadapur he's he's in there talking about testing things. Uh, and then, uh, then and, yep. And then Darren Detweiler uh, is a, you know, a food safety uh, advocate who um, you know tragically lost a, um, a child mm-hmm. uh, to foodborne illness. Uh, is is there talking about um, you know the 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 policymakers need to do stuff? And uh, then someone who got sick, mom, uh, is uh, is talking about. Um, you know, what it's like to have a child with, uh, you know, stricken with foodborne illness. And so I, I was, it, it's funny, like the lens that our, our friend on our text uh, channel said, hey, it doesn't make the food, food system look good. I actually didn't, I don't know, maybe I'm, I, I've, I'm too close to it or something. I didn't see that. I, I saw mm-hmm. it as, these are all things that, um, you know, that were, that we talk about um in our world that you know if food safety is a big problem to fix it really impacts people um you know it can be really really bad and um policies are messy and yeah i don't know yeah that, well but, and, but that, and i mean yeah. and how, how do you i mean nobody wants to watch a documentary uh telling you how safe the food supply is that's right not compelling documentary watching right um so yeah i mean just i mean yes yeah, so uh someone 
um, you know, lost a child to food poisoning. And also uh, I ate two meals today and didn't get sick from them. So yep. how do you, I mean, how do you, you I mean, the, you know, one of those is way more interesting than the other. Right. Right. So, yeah. Right, right, right. And, and the, you know, the, the thing, oh, and Sarah Sorcher, um, is also in it mm. from, mm -hmm. yeah, we've, we've interacted with, uh, in person and, and on the internet. Um, and yeah, I, I'm interested. It's it, like, it looks pretty beautiful, but I don't know if you remember, mm. um, the, uh, food, remember there was food Inc. You remember that one? Oh yes. Yeah. So there, you and I remember we got sent like, uh, an advanced cop. Was that food Inc? Or that was something else. Someone sent us like a DVD of another, um, a documentary that we watched. I don't think that was food Inc. I think that was something else. Um, about, and we remember we, we watched it and then talked about it on the, on the I show. Think so yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this like, I'm, I'm all for the, like this, like I'm all for documentaries mm -hmm. about food safety and talking about it. And, and oh, sure. each, like each of these is going to have an agenda, right? Sure. Like it's going to have a, um, it's going to have a focus that, that is not going to tell the full complex story because you can't do that in an hour and a half. Um, so, or in a two minute trailer or, or right. whatever. But yeah, I'm interested. So anyway, well, this will, I promise you that this episode will be out before um, this, this uh, documentary drops, but it comes out August 2nd on Netflix and I'm, I may or may not be in it. I don't know. <laughs> like, right. you're like not in the trailer. You've established. No, that. I okay. this, that was the first thing I looked for. Like, mm -hmm. am I in this trailer? Am I going to get a, am, is someone going to get mad at me? Cause I'm in it. I don't right. know. Um, yeah, that's fine. It is fine. And, and, I, and I will say, like, I haven't haven't watched the documentary, but uh, and I, I have never I've not met Jeff, who is the author of Poison, but it's a compelling book. I mean, it really was like you just uh, one of those books where you just start reading and it's it's really it's really engaging and, and well written. And, and I as somebody who doesn't read many books anymore just because I have to do so much reading for my work. And then, of course, there's all the time that I have to spend now on um um uh twitter and threads and uh blue sky or blue ski and also uh the other one mastodon um i just don't have time but this was i i like a book that's a compelling read and and again i i have no comment on the uh netflix documentary but again i you know it's a good book and if you can get a copy from bill for free i suggest doing it that way <laughs> Yeah, right, right, right. I think not I that think I wouldn't. I don't want to be. I, I you know, not that I wouldn't begrudge Jeff the money. Um, I think I might have. Even, I might have even bought it on Kindle because I do. I the limited reading I do these days, I do on on Kindle. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's coming out. I, I'm interested. Well, what you know? So at some future episode of Food Safety Talk, we'll watch. We'll we'll yeah. well we'll talk about it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll give you some homework to watch it. I'll watch it and then uh, and then we'll see what we what we think. But. But it's exciting. There's a trailer. There's a tra trailers out. Um, how the dirty was... truth about your food? Oof. See, right, it's right there. Right, like it's the dirty, right. the dirty truth. Dirty, yeah. I I would like I would rather be part of the conversation as opposed yes. to sit it out. Right. Yes. Like that's that yes. that that's the way that I kind of kind of look at this. Yep. Um. Yep. Agreed. Um. So, uh, yeah, so we got, got that. How was your, how was your fourth, uh, of, uh, fourth of July? How was your, um, how, how was the parade? 
How was your your front front yard parade? Interminable. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, well, it seemed to go on for a really long time. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I um, uh, so the the day the day. Oh, I I really I don't need another project, but I really want these people to put me in charge of their website. Uh, because their website is terrible. Um, but yes, uh, the, I, I was trying to figure out what was going on during the day and when. And e- the easiest way to do that was to eventually just to download a photo from their <laughs> website and put that on my phone so I could see what was happening at what time. So um, the day, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll link to this in, in show notes because I'm sure people are fascinated by this. So uh, Milltown... 4th of July. It's apparently a very big holiday here in Milltown. Uh, well, that's not going to work. Do you ever do you ever have that thing where you you type something into the the URL bar on Safari yes. um, and, and it doesn't find anything? It just gives you yes. an error message. And then you have yes. to load Google, but it doesn't do it like consistently, right? I, yeah, I don't know what's happening. And sometimes it happens on my phone and sometimes it happens on my computer. Yeah, I, I and, absolutely. And I have a really weird problem now too when I'm doing the show notes for risky or not, and I I'm, I'm typing that in BB Edit, and then BB Edit has this thing where you can display the um, markdown in a browser, and that gives an error now when I throw it to Safari, and it works fine. I'm sure it's an <laughs> Apple security thing that Apple is keeping me safe from viruses in my in my BB Edit. But anyway, if anybody knows how to fix that, um, please email me. But anyway, um, Milltown 4th of July. Um, Let's see. uh, Latest updates. yeah. Oh, here. See, no, this is actually this is actually a good sketch. It's, it's actually it's, it's and it's in a straight line instead of sideways. So, um, yeah. So, fishing derby six a.m. Uh, that was that was by the rescue squad. That's away from my house, so that's fine. Um, uh, seven thirty a.m. fun run by Bradford Park. Okay, that comes by my house. Uh, eight thirty a.m. five k run also Bradford Park also by my house. A uh, bunch of people running at different times. So I, the fun run was pretty obvious because that was a bunch of like ragtag runners running past my house one way and then running past another way and then the 5k run i think they passed my house two or three times um <laughs> they just kept running but the whole 5k is just running because well, it's a it's a loop-de-loop uh thing i think um uh 10 a.m is the parade kickoff now the good news is the, the the 5k run does not last from 8 until 10 and when the parade kicks off it kicks off very far from my house and so i think i think the parade did not get to my house until about 11 30 or so um and then it was like an hour and a half, right? And it's it's kind of a it, so my my house is at the end of the parade where everybody is going up a hill, and oh my gosh, it was so hot here, and boy, there were some sad looking puppies <laughs> slogging up that hill. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, and then after that, the duck race at at twelve noon, uh, Main Street Bridge. That that would have been fun. Well, now, what then, is that? What tell um, me what that's the, what, little rubber ducks. Okay, uh, which have numbers on them. And ah. you, you you try to get your your you try to get your duck. You you it's dumb luck, right? It's just like yeah. wherever your duck, you know, and some and it's just so it's 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 legalized gambling, Ben, is what it is, yeah, <laughs> run that, by the Catholic Church. That's great. That yeah, that I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious uh um, i've been part yeah i've been part oh, of a, a duck race we've got those uh-huh. at, the, at our uh at our at our pool um now, I, the, 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 but you don't use actual ducks either you use little rubber duckies right 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 we put them down the water slide 
and whoever's uh yeah and 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 whoever comes down and goes the furthest wins mm-hmm. uh wins a prize but our prize is not like uh i guess it's legalized gambling in in a way but it's uh um it's things like oh for $20 you can get the best seat that uh, in the at the pool for 4th oh. of July that kind of thing oh that's nice that's yeah nice. yeah that's good good wholesome fun um it is. and then and then 11 a.m. uh to 2 p.m. uh was supposed to be hot dogs uh Newborough beer garden Mr. Ray rides and slides cornhole field games Maria's pizza kid Maria's kids pizza contest all at Bradford Park which is like let's said right down the road from me um and the problem is it waited until the parade was over and then it poured just drenching pouring rain and so there were i was walking gibbs with an umbrella um in that in that 11 to 2 time frame and there were people just a steady stream of people without umbrellas just looking very sad walking to their cars <laughs> in the pouring rain it was one of those rains where it's just like you know what i'm soaked i the running does not matter i'm not i'm i'm, I'm already soaked um yeah. And then and then because of on and off rain through the day, it didn't it wasn't raining when the fireworks were started, but it did because of the pouring down rain, uh, it meant that they couldn't set up the fireworks um, on time. But they did launch the fireworks and then it was very uh, it was very, uh, very loud. And it was you know, we had we had drugs for Bianca, who is she was just a minute ago, um, but we had drugs for her. Um, but it was weird because it did not seemed to take the edge off at all and uh. had like zero effect on her. Um, and then she was like loopy and couldn't walk the next day. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah. Did- yeah. So so obviously her metabolism is was not correctly like this was not the correct drug for her because it, it did make her like like stupid and loopy, but way, way, but way too late. Not when so, you wanted it. You yeah. Wanted, yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's scary. Right. Like the, you don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so anyway, so but she was fine. I mean, she, she, she shook it off. But yeah, it was uh, anyway. So that was that was uh, my fourth of July. <laughs> oh, well, we mine was not nearly as exciting as that. No parades. Um, just, uh, you know, good old good old fashioned uh, day day poolside and, and night nice. with uh, fireworks exploding uh, very close to my house. Um, and your but your dog does not react, right? He's, no. he's pretty mellow. Yeah, yeah, he's mellow all the time. He is he is trouble walking, um, and is loopy hundred uh, percent of the time. Uh, not 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 like trouble walking. He's loopy. He's, he's just very calm, and it doesn't bother. He's a very him. calm dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Gibbs was Gibbs was quite calm too. Not Gibbs was very. He's very upset if a dog would walk by outside. Uh, you know, uh, at the parade. But that was the only thing that really bothered him. So yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, that's um, well, that's that's good. Well, we um, we didn't have any uh, food safety uh, issues or emergencies. It was uh, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of um, thermometer use, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so it was it was good. And I I, uh, I I cooked a pork pork shoulder, or as it's known here in North Carolina, I made some barbecue, uh, and then served that uh, to um, to my neighbors. And we, nice. had a, we yeah, we had a great time. Um, so uh, oh, wait, a, I remember, wait. I remember that because that was the pork shoulder that you were cooking yeah. <laughs> during risky or not during risky or not. And it was great. It all turned out. It turned out fantastic. Cool. Um, so yeah, so really, really, really good stuff. Um, cool. so there's a couple of, um, uh, a couple other things I wanted to talk about today. Sure. Um, 
And one, I'm going to uh, populate your your um, text with uh, with with something right now. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to give you the answers. Mm. But but if you is this a game? I love play a game. Yeah, it's a game. It's a game. It's a game. Um, I uh, uh, if you were asked by somebody, if you were to take a trip. Um, you know, outside of the United States where there's a lot of street vendors, food, okay. food, street vendors who sell food. Okay. Okay. What would you say are tips and tricks for eating street food without getting sick? I'm just giving it to you cold. We've not done any prep on this, but I'm interested to, to see what you would, what you'd say. I thought you were going to ask me what country would I go to. Um, oh, well, okay. So, but let's start there. What country would you go to? Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's talk about but, food safety then. Yeah, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, and so I did a, a quick, quick Google Scholar search for street food, and uh, boy, yeah, there's about seven million results. I'm uh, literally seven million results. I'm sure that they're not all on Google Scholar. But yes, there's a lot of people that have studied street food. So I guess what I would say, the key the key to successfully eating street food is to, um, I would say, make sure it's hot. Now, I realize that, that if it's hot, that's not going to guarantee a problem because it could already have a heat-stable toxin in it. But certainly a big, a big part of that food being safe is to make sure that you're eating something that's fresh and hot. Yes. Um, beyond that, I, I guess I would, I would be worried about cross-contamination. <laughs> so if you're getting a fresh and hot chicken skewer, for example, um, I would want to see them cook that and, and then um, not touch it to anything that might be contaminated. So, so that would be another tip. Okay, two. Um, you got so I'm going to tell you on okay. this list that I'm okay. about to send you. You've got two. You hit two of them. Okay. There are, um, and this is this might blow you away. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. let me just count this: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 16 tips and you got two so that leaves okay. th- that leaves 14 out there well that are, yeah well but not what not if they're not good tips man i mean well that's co- that's know? true that's true it's an interesting list so i'm gonna how about the, well well done on our game today um i i, I think you got um uh you, you did well the two those, those would be the two that that i would start with um this comes to us from uh, mashed dot com uh something that i that i read over the weekend um and uh, number one on their list don is enjoy your grains and baked goods so mm. which is an interesting one okay but right okay so what i think they're saying is low risk foods um yeah, yeah not non non tcs foods yeah okay yeah yep um right. so what are what are okay so yeah like a donut non Yep. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I still would worry if that person had hepatitis or yep. Yep. had pathogens on their hands. So, but yeah, the food itself, if it's if it's not contaminated post cooking, that's a, that is a good choice. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think this one's like I think it's I think it's good. And then you you said you know hot stuff, and they they give something that's a little more specific, which I liked. Um, when I read the headline or the not the subhead on this, it says "Feel free to eat foods cooked in front of you." It's like well, I, just because I right. see and, it, being, and I, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I sort of got to that with my two points, right? Yes, a hot food and make sure it's not cross-contaminated. So again, I don't know if the eat foods cooked in front of you, um, you know, it talks about uh, cross-contamination. Yeah, so no. It, it's they coming don't. later. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, we're going to get there. But um, I'll, I'll read a quote that you're going to love because it, it says uh, two of our favorite things. Um, I re- quote, I, I recommend opting for foods that are cooked thoroughly and served piping hot. Sure. And, yeah. Sure. And, what does that and, mean, Melissa? Right, right. Well, and so they, you know, like, I actually think that Mash did a good job with this part where it's like stir fries, mm. kebabs, hamburgers, you know, cooked on the spot. It's, it's, it, it, they're concerned about storage and, um, and, you know, growth issues, but then it gets a little weird, but not weird. Like just other things that I wouldn't have said. So like eat your food with bottled beverages, right? Like, yeah. And I would say, um, a way to better way to phrase that is a bottled beverage with the seal intact is probably a safe street food, right? Yeah. But, but I don't even, it, well, and in fact, eating, so here's the thing, Ben, um, I believe drinking liquid with food, um, can speed the transit time through the stomach, which is actually going to elevate the risk what you want is for that food to spend as much time as possible in your stomach in the high acid environment of your stomach and so i mean i think this like tap water and ice cubes okay that's fine yeah. but that's not eat your food with bottled beverages that's that's right. be sure that you eat be sure that if you drink something with your street food that it be in a uh, a sealed container that this where this where you break the seal right or better yet a carbonated beverage where you can tell that it's got it still got its carbonation so it's you know again probably again with the and I, and I yeah I would prefer something in a can um, where I can as opposed to a plastic bottle where I mean I have heard reports of people reusing plastic bottles right and so yeah um, you know that's not good right. Yeah, the the only thing that I can think of where it wouldn't be this is I've seen some like fresh juice vendors or mm-hmm. lemonade where they're you know they're they're making they, that's what you're getting right like you're getting this right. fresh juice yeah. and and truthfully I wouldn't worry about fresh high, like high acid juices um, you know but what you know whatever it's not yeah. something that, well you know. but if it's but if it's let's say you're having fresh squeezed orange juice and the oranges are contaminated yeah. That's going to be a risk, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've had ample examples of unpasteurized cider. So, you know, if the if the if they're you know they're juicing the apples or they're you know macerating the apples in front of you to make cider, I would be, yeah, I, I don't know, I I would I would I would tend to steer clear of that. But again, not not that yeah. most of the time it wouldn't be perfectly safe. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. So next one is indulgent fried foods, <clears throat> which is something that I've used when I've traveled, where sure. where it's like, oh, well, uh, you know, that's been deep fried. Yeah, I know that's going to be really hot. Um, right. you know, right. but then the second one is like well, second. Well, part and of just this- and again, just 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 to clarify though, with fried foods, um, again, if this is a fried food that has Bacillus cereus heat stable toxin or yeah. staph heat stable toxin, fry even frying is not going to be enough. But definitely. If fr- fried foods are safer than not fried foods or, or hot foods, foods cooked at a high temperature and time are safer than foods that are not. But yeah, but then read the rest of the subhead. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, right, right. And the the rest is where it gets a little weird, right? Like dishes with extra salt, sugar, or alcohol. I I Mm. don't know, right? Like, well, and again, we know. I don't. I don't. And the the examples they give are donuts, French fries, and beer battered fish. We don't think the alcohol in the beer battered fish is doing much, but we do know uh, that alcohol is protective, right? So if you if you if there are ample examples of foodborne disease outbreaks where they calculate odds ratios, and again, alcohol is protective, and so people that consumed um, uh, alcohol at a, a venue where people got sick, the people that consumed alcohol were less likely to get sick, and that's 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 uh, you know proven scientifically. Yeah. And, but then it kind of goes off the rails of like foods that have a high concentration of salt, alcohol, or sugar have been extensively or have been extensively dried, which is a different thing, right? Now we're throwing in dried. We'll be less prone to contamination as the combined high concentrations of these ingredients and low water activity creates an environment where there are much fewer pathogens. Sort of, right? Mm-hmm. Like not not really. And how what kind of high concentration of, of sugar are we talking about? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like you gotta get real high sugar or salt to really have an impact. Um, and in, and in fact, in fact, Ben, if you are <clears throat> cooking a food that has high concentrations of sugar and salt, and you are at a high temperature, so sugar and salt will lower the water activity, <clears throat> and we know. Yeah, see, this is wrong. This is just yeah. wrong. Frying at high temperatures will lead to food with much lower moisture and produce food at a higher temperature will kill off. No, I mean, h- low water activity foods are protective to the microorganisms. And so n- this is just, this is, it's not wrong, but it's, it's definitely not right. <clears throat> it's not, it's, it's, it's missing yeah. the nuance of, of right. what, right. yeah. Um, low water activity foods don't support the growth of pathogens, but low water activity foods are protective of those pathogens when they're heated. So yeah, this is uh, yeah, Dr. Dr. Kwok Lee is uh, perhaps um not the food safety expert that I would go to. Right, right, right. Um uh be wary of foods containing eggs, dairy or meat. Well, nah, maybe. What does that mean to be wary? Right. And and so this is the thing that I would also argue with and they, and it's a little bit wait till you get to like tip number 14 or something here where it also says avoid raw foods and raw produce so it's like well, what what do we got here eggs dairy meat produce you know uh you know only get bottled be- beverages a- anyway foods containing dairy uh this is a quote dairy eggs and meat will likely have higher chances of containing foodborne pathogens other countries may not have the technology or the regulatory infrastructure to ensure these products are kept free from contamination, especially if they're consumed raw, like fresh milk that's not been pasteurized. But it, that's different, right? Yeah. Like if it's pasture anyway, I, I there, there's just nuance here that, that yeah. Yep. I, I like this one. The next one is exercise caution with sauces. Why, mm. Don? Uh, um because sauces are risky well but particularly those that contain dairy egg or fish see the previous one in addition these could be become cesspools of bacteria sauces may not be stored properly between uses and the moisture content lends itself to bacterial growth but what if it's a high salt or high sugar sauce Ah, what if it's a high acid sauce like it's too too much for me um Then the next two, I think, are really interesting. Okay. Yep. Hit, hit the street vendors earlier in the day. Okay. So I'd say that's not bad advice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's certainly, uh, it's not, it's, I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to get safer, 
<laughs> right. Later right. in the so, day, right? Yeah. And then the next one is eat when everyone else is eating. And the the argument here mm. is that yeah. it's it's sold quickly. It's turnover, right? So it's like get there early and then get there at, at the at lunch when it's really really busy. And this is I here's a problem with all of these listicles and tics, tips and tricks. Mm -hmm. It it is complicated and it depends. Mm -hmm. Like like this this isn't like eating I don't know. Like it depends on the food, right? Right. Earlier right. in the day, eat when everyone else is eating. But what if it's a what what if it's an empanada that was made a long time ago and it's just being stuffed now, or or not an empanada, a, a, a arepa, um, or what if it's a um, what what if it's tamale, like the tamale a from a bag, uh, yeah. right? Uh, like eating when everyone else is eating is not going to make that any safer because right. that tamale was made a long time before I got it. I needed it to be hot I, earlier in the day mattered. Right. Right. Um, pay attention to the use of ice or refrigeration. Um, okay. I think that's good. But, yeah. but again, uh, are, are the average person like how, how is the average person to do that? Right. right. And, and I would argue with this quote, if there is no source of ice or refrigeration, that is a sign that the ingredients are more likely to have a contamination issue. It's it's mm, not no it's, no. It, In fact, I would be worried about ice because ice yeah. is notoriously uh, uh, potentially risky if it's made from unsafe water. So yep, yep. yeah. So uh, check for food specific cutting boards. So that get, got to mm. your uh, cross contamination. I think it, the way that they talk about it is about cross contamination. Right. Um. So I think that's okay. But here's one that I don't think is helpful at all. Look for international food related outbreaks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, what does that mean? How do I do that? Outbreaks taking place in foreign countries may not be advertised in the same way as the ones that we have here. Advertised is also probably not the right word. So it's important that if you 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 but you'll be traveling to research whether there have been any problems with specific foods or specific foodborne illnesses. On the other hand, if you're traveling to a place within the U.S but outside of your local region use the resources available to check for food related outbreaks i like i don't i i don't even know how to do that like i'm well, in, I, I can tell yeah. you how to do it ben you go on the cdc website and you see something right. stuff like this fungal infections following surgical procedures in mexico so <laughs> while you're out getting street vendor food in mexico don't <laughs> have a surgical procedure right <laughs> right um, right global measles dengue oh, no. in the americas malaria in costa rica while you're out getting eating street food in costa rica <laughs> be careful of mosquitoes because you could get malaria yeah um level uh, we mean, got that's level two it's it's i don't yeah. it's worse is that better than level one is it worse well i'm um, sure the cdc would explain that but yeah but but yeah and then and again on that same website there's plenty of u.s-based outbreaks some of which are foodborne uh raw cookie dough backyard poultry not really foodborne but um, oh, here, listeria infections from unknown food source. So, Ben, make sure <laughs> don't eat you food. Don't eat any unknown food sources. Uh, I don't mean, eat, if you want, if you don't on. want listeria, don't yeah. don't eat food. Yeah, um, exactly. Oh, how so? Yeah, so it's it's a it's a pretty it's pretty it's pretty weak sauce by this by this point in the listicle. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so this is actually the one that really stuck out for me. <laughs> Well, no, I'm I'm still on uh, I'm still yeah, yeah. on uh, international. It's this this passage that says it doesn't hurt to talk to your doctor about getting a prescription for those illnesses before you even go on your trip. 
You may not need to use the prescription, but it's better to be safe and prepared than sorry. I don't like do doctors do that or do you know about this? I, I like every once in a while I hear of people who are like, I've kept some amoxicillin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 just in case or whatever. And I'm like, I don't think that that's a good idea. I, I'm, I, but, but well, are, I mean, people, yeah. people, people have talked about back when we were worried about the pandemic, um, people were getting, uh, Paxlovid prescriptions to travel with, which I think right. probably makes sense, right? Cause you can do a test and find out if you have COVID and then you can start on Paxlovid. If, if, you know, again, your doctor has, has sort of cleared you to do that. Um, but no, like, I don't what if I idea. have a virus, right? How am yeah. I going to know what it is? So yeah, traveling with, with, with antibiotics and what, if, what if it's a, it's a foodborne disease where antibiotics makes it worse, like E. Yeah. coli, right? Yeah. Uh, it just, that just seems like a really bad idea. Now, yeah, you might want to get some Pepto-Bismol. You might want to get some charcoal. You might want to get some Imodium. And because you don't want to be looking for the, that stuff in a country where you don't speak the language while you have diarrhea right so yeah you know yeah. those are all those are all good things to to pack if you're traveling but but not i wouldn't no i wouldn't get prophylactic antibiotics that that seems like a bad idea it seems like a bad idea right like yeah. it, it, it doesn't it seems seems like that that's kind of the one of the things that leads to antibiotic resistance and in, in our society is like just not treating treating infections with like by guessing uh, yeah. or or you know yeah anyway um next one is stick to peeled or cooked fruits and vegetables so you know if you go there mm-hmm. get get a get a you can you, you can opt for fruits with a protective outer layer like bananas and oranges i don't know well, yeah i mean bananas are one thing um but you know again famously there's a paper by um jung daniluk and schaffner yep, yep. Uh, which shows that if you peel and uh, peel all kinds of citrus products uh, some of the contamination goes from the peel to the to the edible portion right um we've done some work that have looked at peeling of things like cucumbers and yeah peeling does reduce the contamination but it doesn't eliminate it um so uh, peeling is not uh, peeling is not necessarily, peeling reduces risk, but it's not going to be, I would, I would prefer that it be cooked, but again, if it's like cucumber and it's in a salad, you're not going to cook that. And again, I would not recommend getting a salad from a street vendor period. Right. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Right. Well, well, and and here, here we go. So let's move on to be careful with fr- raw fish and produce. Um, and I'm just going to read, read you this quote because what, this what is, is that, what does that mean? I don't how, know, just be- how do I be careful? Well, what, so this, what, uh, yeah, you're going to find out, you're going to find mm-hmm. out right now. Okay. So, so quote items like raw seafood, unpeeled fruits and salads can be riskier choices. However, this doesn't mean you should avoid them entirely. If you're in a reputable establishment, again, Don, this is articles about street vendors, street food. Okay. If you're in a reputable establishment with high turnover where the ingredients are fresh, you can still enjoy them with confidence. So be careful, but no, not too careful. I don't even know what that means. Well, I I don't, what does enjoy them with confidence mean? I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I, there's two experts that they reviewed for this, that they interviewed for this article. And I'm I'm really not impressed with either of them. Um, But again, if they had contacted me, I would have been a very short list. I would have given them the two things that I gave them and and maybe we could have talked some more, but I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the people that are willing to be interviewed for listicles like this are probably not the best people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, here in this other, like in the same thing, it says, um, 
Okay, so uh, eat with confidence, but also check Facebook, TripAdvisor, or Yelp for good reviews. Okay. Um, maybe, mm. I guess. I mean, there's lots of places that have had good reviews that lead to illnesses. Don and who's and who's I, who is going on Yelp for a street vendor? <laughs> right, right. I mean, right. The, the thing about street vendors, Ben, I don't know how much you know about street vendors, but they vend on the street. They move around. <laughs> they move They're around. They're mobile. They're moving. Yeah. So, so also like my street vendor experience, I'll just, just come back to my like tamale out of a bag, right? Yeah. Like, you know, where, where, was, where was Yelp on that one um, or, or Facebook? Okay, Don, here you go. Trust your instincts. <laughs> yeah. What the hell does that mean? Well, hey, never, this is actually maybe my favorite line in this whole thing that I read. Never uh -huh. underestimate the power of a gut feeling to help protect your gut from illness. Oof. Even if, even if they're doing all the other things above, mm -hmm. right? If, okay, so, so even if the street vendor setup is checking all the boxes in terms yeah. of apparent food safety, it's a popular spot, the turnover is high, lots of people enjoying the food, location appears to be sticking to good food safety practice. If you receive your order and something about it is giving you second thoughts, lean into that intuition. Trust your instincts and use your senses. If something looks or smells off, it's best to steer clear. But what if, what if it looks and smells good? Should I lean into that and, and that's going to protect me? Mm. I don't know. Don't eat street food shortly before a flight with a very good picture of someone who, who looks like uh, she's, she's very stress, stressed because of a, um, a bad foodborne illness in an airport. Um, use your own utensils or disposable ones. I wouldn't even think this doesn't make my top 50. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, this would never come up for me. Uh, like who would you think, think about this? So let me just read one other thing. And again, Don, we're now on item number 16. Um, mm -hmm. one other thing to consider as you make your food, street food choices, is how the food will be served and eaten. Vendors who dole out disposable cutlery and plates or napkins are likely a better choice than those who give you reusable utensils, plates and cups. Well, I, where, huh? where is that? Who's who's giving you reusable utensils, <laughs> plates, and cups? Like, while this may seem to be a negligent choice when it comes to sustainability, it's a wise choice when it comes to your gut. Like, have okay, whoever wrote this, have they ever eaten street food? Have they been on a street <laughs> where there where there are vendors? I just I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Well, and did 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 you skip over? Don't eat street food shortly before a flight. I no, I said that one, and then oh, you did. Them. Okay, yeah. sorry, I was I was looking something up um, when you were doing that. So, um, so that's gonna make uh, you be, being on a several hour flight when you're not feeling well rested, healthy isn't exactly a walk in the park. Agreed. Um, uh, steer clear of street food the day before you hop on a plane. Okay, that's actually pretty good advice. I was thinking they were going to get the time wrong, but but yeah, I would say that a couple hours before, a couple days before a flight, even because it might be longer. Um, and I will say, um, one of the worst flights uh, that uh, that Kristen ever had, I think, is is we we visited, and I don't know for sure how she got sick, but uh, I think it probably was some snacks that they served to us at the Sugar Museum, uh, which is a, a museum on Maui. And she was so sick and was sick on the long, long flight back from Hawaii. And uh, yeah, not uh, not great. But again, that was not street food. That was uh, museum food. <laughs> so I mean, how would <laughs> yeah. you avoid that? Well, you know? don't eat like I mean, that's so 
the 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 thesis of this mm -hmm. <laughs> of this entire listicle is mm -hmm. tips and tricks for eating street food without getting sick and that tip and trick is actually if you it, it's not about not getting sick it's about getting sick just don't do it before a flight like <laughs> <laughs> like it has nothing to do with yeah it's yeah it's, it's well. silly um so anyway uh the internet is is getting worse uh <laughs> The, we're, I feel like we've we've almost run out of content now to to read, and where someone's like, hey, you know, tips and tricks for eating street food without getting sick. Go go go, give me sixteen tips and tricks, and if you get oh, to well, five, just keep going. Just well, keep, and yeah. and here and here's the thing: like, we could we could ask Chat GPT for sixteen tips and tricks or twenty tips and tricks yeah. for eating street food without getting sick. And I'm sure Chat GPT would would give us something that's probably as good as this uh, article. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, it, it's, um, it, I don't know. This one was, you know, I, you know, I get uh, mad. This was one that, that I was like, Oh, that was, this is terrible. Oh, and, and oh, I get, all right. And I, I, I'm looking at this picture of this guy taking, uh, taking a selfie and I guess, I guess he's using the front facing camera on that phone, but looks, a, looks a little weird, but it's so weird. Um, okay. So, um, so we've done that. Um, I have two, well, I've got three other things that I want you to, um, okay. To, to comment on. Um, all right. I'm going to send you, uh, something from my, my hometown paper, uh, the fish wrap from, from Toronto. Um, and, uh, and like literally I've, I've eaten, um, uh, uh fish and chips out of, uh, Toronto star. Um, nice. uh, yeah. Uh, and, and you and I are going to be there. Oh, this is a good time yes. for us to, to say, um, we, we will be in Toronto. We will be recording a live food safety talk. We'll do some, uh, risky or not. I'm sure. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's going to be, uh, on, on, let, let me look, you, you, you did a good job being able to pull this up, uh, last time. Uh, it is going to be Wednesday, July 19th at 9 a.m. Eastern time, which is the local mm -hmm. time in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And, and do you remember what room it's in? Don, I, be I believe it's room 710. 710. Um, I believe you're right. <laughs> yeah, 710. Yeah, 710. So, so come, come. We will. Don will have treats. Um, I might, I might bring um, some some Canadian uh, rye whiskey because uh, mm. it's it's five o'clock somewhere. Um, but you know, like we did in mm. in uh, in Kentucky, there might be there might be some drink, some drinks to pass around. Uh, if you want to, if you want to try some, um, but, but anyway, uh, come listen to us, uh, interact with us. The, for those who have listened to the live, uh, episodes of IFP in the past, many of our listeners have made appearances, um, who, who are there live, right? Like we like to interact with the, with the audience. We like to bring people up. We want to talk to you. So, um, so come, um, and, uh, and, and interact with us. I think it'll be fun. Um, any, any, anything else I'm missing from that from that plug? No, I'm just checking on the status of the treats, and um, it is processing. So hopefully, processing. hopefully we will have the treats on time. I have ordered them. They are um, hopefully going to come before I have to get on a flight. But I think I've, I think I think everything should be good. Yeah, I think good, good. Okay, so Toronto Star. Uh, last week, published an article um, that uh, that I just sent you 
that is entitled Ottawa, which really means like it's like when people say Washington, right? Like it's it's oh, the feds, it's the, the regulators. Feds, yeah. It's not like the city of Ottawa, it's it's Ottawa. Ottawa may soon investigate the elimination of quote best before dates on groceries. Is it time to get rid of them? Our subheading is in a bid to address food waste, a recent House of Commons report recommended that the government investigate how elimination of best before dates would impact can- Canadian consumers. I want to talk to you about this. So I think I'm in. I think I think we should get rid of them. Mm. I, th- I yeah, I, I, I think this is a fascinating. I, I think our our friends in the world of um, the food industry will not like they, they won't be able to wrap their heads around this. Right. Because mm-hmm. with the elimination of these dates, it, if, if someone's food goes bad, you spoils. Right. Mm-hmm. Before a consumer expects it to because they don't have a date to go by mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or any sort of an indication, they're going to blame that that company. I think like, mm. and I don't know what the right, with the threshold is, right? Like if you bought something and it's shelf stable and has a best before date of a year from now and you ate it and you didn't have that date, right? And it was in mm. your pantry for five years and you ate it, you, you might think, oh, all of this, all of this brown rice in a, in a cup, it tastes terrible, right? Like, right. like, right. Right. but so, but I, I'm. I, I know this might this might sound radical, Don, but I I thought about this um, quite a bit when I read about it. I tweeted about it, or or you know whatever we used to do before mm-hmm. there was threads, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that I think I'm for I think I'm all for this. I think that and what what I what I tweeted just a very very simple you know simple tweet. Um, I, I said, this is a great idea. There are lots of times food safety gets blamed for increasing food waste and food insecurity. I'm all about this work. And what I mean is I'm all about this investigation. I think so. I think someone needs to better understand like how people re- will react to this. Um, but, but I think it's worth investigating this. So I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Um, I think, yeah, I, well, I mean, I guess what I, my question is like, w- does Ottawa have the power to do this? I think so. First I of think, all, right. I think Ottawa can do it. I think okay. Ottawa. Yeah. So, well, but what, so does that, does th- th- I mean, l- l- I mean, f- so first of all, I think it's a good idea, but let's talk about the practicality of this because yeah. this is going to be a huge and again i mean our our friend our friend i'm not i'm not going to be a, a shill for the industry here but i am going to argue their side of it this is going to be incredibly burdensome to the industry if they have to eliminate these dates right i maybe so 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 don let me put let me throw something back like ottawa yeah. quote ottawa mm-hmm. um the feds in canada yep all already require both french and english to be on food packaging Right. Oh, okay. So there's no, yeah. So you're already, if you're, if you're selling food in Canada, you're you, already doing the bilingual thing. Yeah. And we don't sell stuff with ounces on it. It's metric, okay. right? Okay. So you got, you are, you're already okay. in a special market if right. you're selling yep. stuff in, in Canada. Okay. Right. All right. Um, so, so I, like, I, I actually think that the burden 
I don't think that the burden is is well, and and I'll I'll you know um, I, I will happily stand corrected if someone um, from our you know one of our friends from the industry highlights where where I'm missing stuff here. But I, I think that this is as uh, you know some, as simple as hey, we're running a line that's going into Canada. Mm-hmm. Turn the turn the dates off, or still use your lock codes that include some sort of coded date that no one else can figure out what it means. But it doesn't have that best before line on it. Like it, it takes out what a consumer is able to identify, right? That so, the like I, because I, you still I, I, you still need the ability for a consumer to identify whether this information this this product's been recalled. That sometimes includes that lot number, and the printing of that is often wrapped up in best before. It's one one shot, right? That's coming right. on that on that product. Right. So it's 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 reducing what's in there. So you're gonna have to change something. Yeah. Um, well, well, and and yeah. So Ottawa may soon investigate the elimination. Yes. So, so they're going to think about eliminating it, right? They're going to form a committee. They're going to issue an expert report. Um, well, but yeah, they but what do if, have what the, if, yeah. They got the what ability if, to mm-hmm. to make it happen. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, but it's not like it's going to happen Tuesday, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So. And I guess the question is, what if a company wants to use that information to manage the quality of their product? Right. I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I think I'm more on, I I understand the logic, but I'm still more on the industry side on this or on the side of not changing it. I would rather just leave it or, you know, and if people, and maybe there's a way to make it more standardized because people do get confused about what those dates mean. Um, but yeah, and in fact, I had a I had I'm part of a, a scientific advisory board for a company um, that makes uh, TTIs, and we had a this was a we had a uh, our first food safety kickoff meeting or or or, or food food uh, anyway I'm not sure it's food safety, but our our first kickoff meeting with the scientific advisory committee for this group, and we talked a lot about this and and about these dates and and there and certainly this is not. This is not unique to Canada. There are other countries that are doing the same thing, right? Um, or that are investigating this. So this is, and again, there's a lot of concern about food waste. But I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not convinced that it's this is the right solution. But I, certainly, I'm. It's worth talking about for sure. Yeah. So, and um, TTIs mean time temperature indicator indicators technology yep. indicators. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's the if if it's the right solution. But I'm glad that someone's like in like talking about this investing it now there are a couple of things from this article that i'll highlight um uh, there are, are some some folks at uh, um the agri-food analytics lab at dalhousie university um put out a recent study that said only 27 percent of canadians supported the idea of removing these labels from food products mm. right mm. so so that may, may lead to some trust in the industry issues if it goes away um yeah, I, is that, this, that is that is that is that the food professor's lab? Yes, it is. Yes, it okay. is. Yep, you know, you know who we're, you know who we're talking about. The food professor, not uh, my yeah. favorite food professor. No, I, yeah, you're my favorite. You're my favorite <laughs> yeah, food professor. Back at you, buddy. Yeah, um, and so so, but like I I think it's so one thing that I, I, being at the interface of like food safety and public messaging and consumer information and labels and working a lot on this right now with a bunch of different projects of like trying to figure out what's the best way to get consumers information that they can act on. 
Mm. That's what we've established with best before dates may not be may not be working, right? So right. so so do we do we need more information? Do we need more like focus on um explaining and campaigns on what this information means and what it doesn't yeah. mean? Or do we do we eliminate this and and like all still still have that same information um available like like if you just got rid of best before dates which are uh, you know we we didn't even talk uh, about this today but we talked about it in previous episodes where a best before dates not a it's not a regulated date right like it's a it's a right. date that that a, a company has um it, it's not arbitrary either right like it, right. it is that right. they've they've picked that they believe provides the best quality for the product right 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 and, and trying to give guidance to to a consumer, and and the problem has been that if it's past its best before date, which gets kind of like translated into an expiration date, right? Like this food is expired, so you can't eat it anymore because it's past its best before date. Yeah, because and if you eat it, you'll expire. Right, you're going to expire. Mean, kind right. of the implication there, right? Right, right, right. Um, and so so we created we created kind of a mess un, unknowingly. By, right. by create by doing this so what if we like and again what if we took off what if we just didn't call it a best before date and what if we just told people the date that it was produced on okay mm -hmm. so 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 and, and then that's it just left it at that it, it, how long does it take to break people from well if it was produced today this mustard right i've got a week or a month or a year or five years to eat it. Like, I, do we even know what that looks like if we just told people when it was made as opposed to this expiration date? Well, and yeah, but I mean, the date that my mustard was made is less important than the date my bagged salad was made. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And, and what yes. do we mean by made? We mean probably picked and, and packed, right? So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I really I hate to be one of these academics that is arguing for more research, but I would I, really be interested to know if you d to really do a comprehensive consumer study, right? Like again, as it says in this article, um, only twenty percent. 27% of Canadians support the idea of removing these labels. But again, what do Canadians think or what do people in the US think about these these numbers, right? And what do they what do they know and what do they know that isn't so and what would they how can how can we if we really did a comprehensive survey to make this better, let's start with the person that we're trying to inform, which is the consumer, right? What would right. They, what would are are they really confused by this and if so, how could we let's work with them to design something that works for them, right? I like I like that. I I'll answer from from the literature mm -hmm. that I that I've reviewed. Yep. I think they yep. are con, con, confused about it. Yes. Like I think I think that that we that that exists, right? Like right. there is some work that was done by Harvard a few years ago um, that has continued on. Let me see if I can find that for um, for show notes um, about food waste that showed um, you know best before dates or dates date labeling date marking. It was a was a real factor, um, and uh, yeah. So let's link to this this work um, here, um, uh, and they they uh, 
HLS Food and Law Policy Clinic co-authors groundbreaking report on food date labeling and food waste goes back a decade now to uh, 2013 um, that this is out there. And there's been more since this. Like I think this is one that that really um, that really led to, uh, you know, this this discussion. But but I, I agree that that what you're asking, the second part, I don't think we know. I don't think we know a whole lot about what if we replace it with something else? What if you took it off? Um, what are the implications? Does it lead to less or more food food waste because someone it like doesn't have a date and just immediately is like, when did you buy this? I don't know. Well, let's throw it out. I don't know if right. we that is a situation. Um, the uh, the last or second last paragraph of the Toronto Star article says, um, and it quotes. Um, um, oh, uh, who is this? Lori Nickel, who is CEO of Second Harvest Canada, uh, which is Canada's largest food rescue organization. Nickel, while Nickel isn't advocating for every single best before label to be scrapped, she said that food that has a shelf life of more than 90 days should not be stamped with the label and the government should explore other alternatives such as freeze by stickers, which would encourage consumers to freeze food rather than, th- rather than throw it out. And I, I think that freeze by stickers are really interesting. I think that's a good, like, you know, a good, good thing to explore. I'm really interested in like the, I, what I think is an arbitrary date. Like what does a shelf life of more than 90 days even look like? Like what, you know, to me, if it's something that's got a shelf life of more than like a, a more than a week, you might not need a best before label, <laughs> right? Well, like, yeah, and 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 freeze by is not going to be a one size fits all solution. Right. Uh, I'm going to freeze my Oreo cookies. My, I don't my peanut so, butter, right? Peanut butter. My my bread. Well, no, it's going to if well freezing might be okay, but yeah, I mean it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So it, 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 I, anyway, I'm I don't know. I'm in a mood right now, Don, of like uh, the just not just today, but um, the last couple of weeks. Uh, I th- I'm listening to a lot of Bad Religion. Right now, mm-hmm. a lot of punk rock, re- reading reading uh, autobiographies of, uh, of of punk rockers. Um, I, this is a this is a disruptive idea, and I like it. And I don't know if it's the answer, but I do think as much as there's like a lot of like cagey coy words in this in this headline of Ottawa may soon investigate, uh, I think that they should they. Ottawa should investigate and understand this more and and do the consumer research to figure out what we think people are going to do um bef- bef- like but to to really actually invest in this and and try to figure it out and I'm not just saying that because I'd like to do this work um we haven't even talked about department head chair talk today yet yeah I I got too much stuff going on with department head chair talk to to do this work but someone should do this work yeah yeah. Um, well, and again, and I would encourage people to take a look at this. Uh, I mean, despite the fact that um, Harvard uh, calls their own work groundbreaking, that's a little annoying. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, you know, let it leave it to other people. But but I will say that th- this very cleverly titled report called "The Dating Game" has some good information, and it it's does good. it does call out the confusing mess, right? Like, and and it's a lot of it is around milk. And again, I, I was talking with the folks on this call this morning about the complexities of this, right? Like, we've got we've got multiple. Ways 
ways that food gets regulated in this country, including by the pasteurized milk ordinance. And, and it's different. So in Florida, all milk and milk products shall be legibly labeled with their shelf life date, but that date is never defined, right? In California, milk is required to have a date that the processor decides is the date to ensure quality such that product is normally removed from the shelf, but the sale after that date's not restricted. In Montana, milk must have a sell-by date within 12 days of pasteurization, while Pennsylvania requires within 17 days. And right. again, we'll, I told a story today, and I never get tired of telling it, is you walk into a grocery store in New Jersey, and it'll have two dates on it, one for New York City and the other for New Jersey, because New York and um, New Jersey have different requirements. And so that's ludicrous. You have one product labeled with two dates because of the different the difference between the states but again there's pathogens there's don't not, care well right <laughs> right but but because of the nature of the way we regulate food in this country new york is free to do one thing with its milk and new jersey another yeah right and so yep. how do you how do you fix that well you can't short short <laughs> of short of doing away with um, states' rights, right? I mean, basically, so it's it it turns out it's it it's complicated. But I think so. Milk might maybe a problem that we can't solve today, or it would be, it's a it's a big problem. But certainly for processed food products, yeah. I, but it's not. But it's not. Tr it's not trivial. It's not straightforward. Yeah. Um, it, but but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. You know. Right. Right. It's but, a. It, but this is a very much complicated and depends one that we yeah. should figure this out. We, yeah. we should, there should be resources that are, that are going into this and, and well, I or, think or, well, and let me, let me take a step back and make sure that we're solving the right problem. The problem is not dates, right? Right. The problem right. is waste, 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 right? And so how, yes. what can we do to make sure that we don't have food waste? And again, and again, this, this is, uh, um, the, 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 the top photo on this dating game uh, article is a uh, a dumpster full of hummus packages thrown out for an unknown reason three and a half weeks before the expiration date. So that that's good information. And again, we, we've had really good discussions in the past with Jess um, about dumpster diving. Right. Yep, and so yep. see that episode. It's, uh, you know, it's yeah, it's a it's a big thorny mess, but all the reason we should get started or, or keep keep working on this. Yeah. And, and, and I like, I mean, just, I, 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 we will link to that episode that we did with, with Jess, which is one of my favorite food safety talks that I would tell people like one of the, one, and that, you know, that one. And also um, the one we did with, uh, with uh, Mrs. Mrs. Soup with Kathy yep. Campbell, yep. Um, where, where we really jumped into this, this issue because it, it's, it's about waste. It's about hunger and food insecurity. And it's about food safety. And, and, and I don't think anybody like, I don't think anybody that we would talk to in the food industry is like, yeah, we got this figured out. It's okay. What we're currently doing is fine. Right. Like, like if we, if we bring all of those, those aspects in, if we, if we share, if we share the data on the, what, what is getting wasted and why it's getting wasted and that is confusing, it, we, we, we need to like, we, as the food safety world, need to work with the food waste world and the food insecurity world to figure this out. So, right. Yeah. Right. And, and we're, and working with uh, pantries and working with, again, some of the great work that um, uh, um, Brian Numer was doing in Las Vegas with the casinos and getting the leftover food from those to be go, go get sent to homeless shelters and things like that. All of that is uh, um, really important stuff.
Yeah. Yeah. So I hope we keep, I hope this is a, a like a conversation that keeps happening. And I'm glad that there's um, like that there's this house of commons report in Canada that said um, we should figure this out. Um, Agreed. So, yeah. And this was the recommendation of one of 13 in the standing committee on agriculture and food report um, that really came out uh, because of um, like food prices going up. It wasn't right. The, yeah. It wasn't just about waste. Right. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So, so we got that. You want, I want to talk about, I'm going to um, send you another link here. I want to talk to you, Don Schaffner, about school food safety. And there's something here um, that we we haven't talked. The, you, you read the headline of what I just sent you, mm -hmm. and and I think that we can think of one or two people who might be upset about <laughs> about this. <laughs> so yes, that, this is from the Guardian. Um, uh, and the Guardian is is like it's a UK paper, but it's doing a lot of heavy lifting in the US these days. Yep. Because like I, I'm getting I'm getting interviewed and requests from them. It's about yep. US. I don't understand what what's happening, but it, it used to be known as the UK Guardian, and now it's just the Guardian. It's like the world's it's the world's newspaper. Um, and uh, so um, the the article uh, headline is quote a gastronomic experience colon, the, the U.S. schools serving local veggies and edible flowers over frozen food. Um, and so we've got a, we have a story arc today that's going to take, take us down this, this path of not frozen food and, and throwing shade at the world of frozen food because we are fans. Uh, but um, it's going to take us, we're going to talk about school food, foods here and food safety. Uh, for a little bit. So have you, did you see this article at all? Like, is this the first time you're seeing it? When I said First it time you? I'm seeing it. Okay. So what, what stands out to you about this? Like, just what are your thoughts on the headline and right. where, and where might this be going? Right. So um, local veggies in schools, I think that's a good idea. Um, but I don't know, um, you know, it's not, you might not always have local veggies year round. In fact, I would say probably the, one of the things that, what, that Kristen is very excited about is fresh peaches, uh, fresh corn and fresh tomatoes. Peaches are in, in New Jersey, corn is starting to come in. So she got some today. We're having that for dinner and tomatoes are yet to come in. Um, but I don't know, again, if you know this, Ben, we are not in school right now. So, right. so those local fresh veggies are wonderful. Um, uh, but, uh, but they are peak here in New Jersey when the school is not in session. Um, Edible flowers. I like this idea, and and again, and my my colleague uh, Marcy from Brazil has mentioned an interest in this. I would be really interested in the microbiological quality of edible flowers because, you know, it's kind of like sort of analogous to the problem with sprouts, um, in that you can have problems with the seeds that are used to make sprouts because seeds are used for sprouts, which are people eaten by people. And seeds are also used for planting in the ground um, where the eventually the food is eaten by people or by animals. Um, and the microbiological quality of those two things can be very, very different. And so I'm really interested. And certainly, you have contaminated flowers or contaminated irrigation water using you're using for those edible flowers, or you have people that are treating those flowers as if they're not food. Um, 
I do worry about the food safety there. And then frozen food, you know, frozen, the great thing about frozen food, Ben, is it lasts a pretty long time. And so there's a lot of, I would certainly say I would favor frozen vegetables over um, highly processed vegetables that have a lot of sugar and salt added to them. Right. Um, and so, yeah, no, there, I mean, there, you know, and, and in fact, I think there's even stuff that's been authored by our reports that have been commissioned by our colleagues at AFI um, looking at nutritional quality of frozen foods versus uh, fresh counterparts. And they stack up quite favorably. And so, you know, I don't think it, I don't think it's fair to, you know, to tarnish frozen food here. Again, I apparently my role today is to be a defender of the industry. Um, but, I, but I don't, I don't think that that's particularly fair. So, but yeah, I mean, am I in favor of serving fresh or uh, for serving local safe veggies and edible flowers? Sure. Am I also in favor of frozen food? Sure. sure. Gotta yeah. do, I'm in favor. I'm in favor of kids in schools getting uh, healthy, nutritious and good tasting food. I want yeah. all of those things, Ben, you know, and there's room for everybody here. This is, I, I thought mm. this is it's a, so um, the first thing that I found really uh, um, most interesting about this article. So you haven't had a chance to like fully read it. I just sprung this on you. Um, uh, I, my what I really wanted to find out was where edible flowers are being served in, in foods or in schools. Don, the only place that edible or flowers appears in this article is in the headline nothing there's nothing in here about this right so i like surgeon that would, serving that would be a concern for me ben i i would and here's the thing we know not to b blame the author because no. the author of the article never writes the headline but who's the bozo writing this headline yeah they, they and, should somebody should take them to task and so like i i, I could see that this in in the picture here is about like um, looks like a school garden, right? Um, and again, uh, illustrations, beautiful, beautiful illustration um, from uh, Julia Louise Pereira from The Guardian. With locally grown Valencia oranges, watermelon, radish, and broccolini, kids enjoy nutritious meals while small farmers in the community also benefit. But the picture kind of makes it look like they're getting um, the oranges from their from their school garden, which I'm all about. And I will give you some some history on this because send you a couple of links. I know we we probably haven't talked about this in a while, but um, uh, you know, probably 10, 12, 15 years ago, I got really into this world of food safety and gardens, both community gardens and school gardens and home gardens. And and so even produced a, like a very dated uh, document called Growing Safer Gardens, um, still uh, still out there. And I say I produced it. I'm going to give credit where credit, credit's due, Don. Um, my my former student and and now um, friend and colleague Ashley Chaffetz put this put this together. She also um, she's also really the one that I would say got me into the world of like policies around food waste um, and food safety. She did some work with pantries, but she also did some work um, that we published in Food Protection Trends a long time ago now, 2015, about implementing good agricultural practices in school and community gardens and some of the challenges that you encounter in this in this area. So when I read the headline, I was really interested to find out like how, how edible flowers plays into this and are these edible flowers that are being grown at the at the garden or are they being grown somewhere else I like tell me more about it so I'm like 
I'm let down because I wanted to know, like, I'm like you, I am interested in this like world of edible flowers. I'm not like, a f- I don't know. Like I, I'm not, a, I, I'm not going to throw edible flowers off my plate. I'm going to eat them, but it's not something that I, I think I, I crave all that much. <laughs> like if you, if you know what I'm like, what I'm getting at, it's not like, Oh, I'm all about edible flowers, but I am interested in the food safety aspects um, of it. Um, so, so anyway, we'll, we'll share, we'll share that work, but the article really does a good job. I think talking about like, you know, areas of growth um, and, you know, the, like I'll read from the article, the benefits of school cafeterias going local are numerous. Food travels fewer miles, re- requires less time in storage. Farm to school programs of- often work with regenerative producers who use climate smart agricultural practices, buying locally, improves racial justice. All of this is great. Like, the, um, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, the promote marginalized farmers and ranchers, tend to own small and mid-sized farms, increase food security via healthier school meals. Procuring local products, they're also increasing the economic resilience in their own communities. I'll, I'll highlight that there is, I have to find the name of the company. Um, I believe it is called, um, that you can do all of that and also have frozen foods. So there's a company called Seal the Seasons. Is this the right one? I think so. Make sure I've got got this correctly. Uh, maybe this is the wrong wrong one. That Seal the Seasons is a frozen food place. Um, yeah, no, Seal the Seasons. This is it. I think it's like a company that came out of North Carolina that um, is making frozen foods that are also good for um, like schools and stuff. And so you don't have to just like it, I don't know. There's room for all of this to work. Like it doesn't have to be frozen versus local or frozen right. versus yeah. Right. Like it's, it's all not it, a versus. It's just like you need you need a dynamic solution. And frozen food is part of that because again, it has an incredibly long shelf life. Yes, fresh food when you can. Uh be even better if they can grow it in the at the at the school themselves. But it's it's ludicrous to think that a school is going to be able to grow all of its own food. Um, and and still educate the kids, right? Like if you turn it into a farm, then it's a school that teaches kids how to farm and nothing else because they're going to be busy full time, um, you know, growing growing their own food, right? Um, but yeah. yeah, but it's it's like this is it's a good, um, I don't know, it's a it, like it, it's good for us to push back sometimes when it's when it becomes either or, right? Yes. Like it's Agreed. it's all it's all of this. Um, okay, so I found here. Just I mentioned their their name. I did. It is the right place. It's called Seal the Seasons. We'll link to this in in show notes. Um, Patrick Matier founded Seal the Seasons with a mission quote to make all North Carolina fruits and vegetables available to all North Carolinians year round, and it was really um, you know, came out of like um, us like a shared use kitchen and. Um, trying to work with with farmers and now they sell it at Kroger and Whole Foods like it's grown, but it's still a frozen food product, right? Like there's still it, it it's not either or in my point in my mind, right? So, right. Um, well, good. Okay, 
So the last the, the last thing that I had for us to talk about today that was about school foods is this other thing that I read about yesterday. And um, it started, I had to do some some deep dives. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you something here that I missed a month ago um, that we didn't, uh, we didn't, we haven't talked about, um, but it was covered in our favorite tabloid, the New York Post. Um, oh dear. Th- this is your local, this is your local tabloid. Don, you live close to the New York Post mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah, Bones, Plastic metal found in chicken tenders served in New York or New York City public school student, um, according to the feds. Okay. Did you hear about this? Do you know no. any, any of this? Yeah, no. me either. So, but uh, again, yeah. I don't, I, I mean, as much as you pretend like I read this every day, I really, <laughs> I really don't. Um, yeah. So, uh, jurors heard this week at the bribery trial of a former top Department of Education official. Yeah. Yeah, that that guy should go to jail. Yeah, so he was. So this is according to the to the New York you know New York Post in this trial. Eric Goldstein, the former head of the department's Office of School Support Services, is accused of taking bribes from the owners of a Texas-based meat supplier, Sama Sama Foods, to turn a blind eye to the gross grub. Okay, so anyway, this is a comes out of a, a trial that seems like a bad actor based on mm-hmm. everything they talk about here. Don't know all the de- details, but the owners gave Goldstein seed money to start his own meat supply business. In exchange, Goldstein would make sure the DOE bought their products like chicken. Yeah, like that. That um, that's under that that's bad actor kind of stuff. Um, it's underhanded. But where I that's the background of the article that I read today. Which is that the whistleblower for this, um, and uh, and and again, this is just again in the it's in the tabloid, so who knows what, what's going on here? But um, a veteran New York City Department of Education food inspector who is among those to to blow the whistle on this like tainted food being served to public school kids claims he's now the victim of retaliation that's destroyed his career and reputation. Renito Sarah alleges he was abruptly sidelined and stripped of his duties after it emerged that he leaked photos of the dodgy lunches, including the chicken tenders laden with plastic bones and metal. See the other headline that we mentioned about Mm. to the media in 2016. Um, And so, so, so I like, all I wanted to say about this is don't like messing with kids foods like in schools is not a good look ever. It's going to make the news and it's a food safety is a messy business. So, so he, you know, according to this complaint, he was afraid to launch a formal, like, or according to, to him, he was afraid to launch a formal complaint because um, other uh, uh, people had told him that the cases were referred back to the DOE and that he was, he, he said, quote, I was afraid to get punished. And now he feels that he's getting punished by leaking this stuff um to the to the media it's a messy it's a messy world don food safety yes yes indeed and i'm thinking back um to i did some work uh quite a few years ago now for the new york city schools in terms of food safety and boy it was uh it was a weird experience um the the guy that nominally that i was working for um was um just kind of a bully um, and I, I made the mistake of, at a, 
What? You should have bribed him. I mean, did you make- <laughs> exactly? <laughs> um, but I made the mistake of like I, I'm a I'm an academic, right? I go into meetings and I and I shoot my mouth off. And after the first meeting, he called me aside and he said, "Don't don't ever do that again. Don't ever <laughs> contradict me in public again." I'm like, I might not be the right consultant for you, dude. Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah it's uh, uh, it's yeah. I'm I'm not I'm I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I, it looks like the best hit is probably going to be my Vita. Um, so I'll look and see when I did it. It was a while ago, and I don't recognize any of these uh, names of any of these people. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, and and I'm like, you know, I see this stuff, and I can't find like. I mean, this sounds it sounds bad. Don't mess with people's foods. The optics not good. Yeah. Like kids' foods, but I can't see. Like the only thing I saw here was students and staff complained about the food because they found bones and plastic in the chicken tenders. Yeah, one person choked and had to be rescued. Okay, so but I don't know. Like wh- I don't know, you know, like the, the what 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 other kind of information do we have? Um, about and I'm not going to belittle that, right? Like that's right. not a good thing. We don't want to have that that in there. But it's it's um, the scandal is is really about the bribery, not the food. And right. in, in, from everything that I can read, and then the person who like put pictures of it. And I don't know if you looked at that second art. Did I send you the second article on this? Um, the guy who's yes, who, yes. Yeah. So I've so, got the bones, pla- metal, and bones plastic yeah. and metal and the second one is doe inspector yeah so took it take a look at the at the picture i can't really t- like the pictures these are the things that i think he um that were linked or leaked and i i don't know like the, this is fully cooked chicken fully cooked glazed chicken drumsticks with the bone in the last one mm-hmm. yeah and i don't like i mean i don't know what the the problem is 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 the the argument is that the red it's, color right w- in, indicating that it's undercooked but maybe it's not undercooked is it i don't i don't know and that comes from a place called chicken i think it's chickentopia <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know if that's yeah, yeah. so uh, i i just can't figure out like every all the pictures that he shows looks like they were chicken drumsticks yeah moldy pizza and chained chicken fingers but yeah so anyway maybe there's more on this maybe not but um but look you know don um go ahead and read the comments because it's always it's always good never never read the comments ben um uh let me here's one from horace mann um, a department of ed food inspector? Really? Does the health department have a superintendent of instruction? <laughs> One re- and, and I get like, if you're not yeah. in the world, like I know that yeah. for sure our department of public instruction have food safety consultants that go out and they yeah. are involved in making sure that people are following the rules before the health inspector gets there. So it's, that's, it's such a like, you know, not, not understanding the system um, process, but also um, he writes, one reason why homeschools can get education, get the education job done at bare bones costs is that credentialed mom does multi-duty as a food inspector, superintendent, cafeteria staff, teacher, nurse, bus driver, counselor, custodian. I, I just don't understand what the what the point is sometimes. But I did like the, does the health, ins- the health department have a superintendent of instruction? <laughs> um, Nigel Twister says, don't let your kids go to government schools. Ugh, it's not helpful. The comments are not helpful. No. Um, yeah, every aspect of government is corrupt. 
And for us to ask them to police the criminals is a crime itself. Uh, so, but it's not a good look, right? Like, so we'll we'll see we'll see if anything else comes out on this. Yeah, but I mean, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be bribing people to buy your food, uh, especially for a school, right? Like, that's, right? That's just not. It's not good. Like, that's not good. Like, so much to yeah, go. Yeah, this. Like, there's there's yeah. I mean, there's corruption here, and it needs to be rooted out because it's not good. Yeah. Um. So that that ends my uh, my 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 uh, school food safety arc that I wanted us to talk about um, today. Um, was there was there anything that you were um, that you were thinking about um, that you wanted to talk about today in food safety talk? Sure. Is it is it too late to say that I don't want to be the department chair? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about food safety. Uh, department hair, uh, department hair, department chair, department hair. De- de- yeah, department head chair talk. Hair, department hair, 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 ched talk. Hair, ched talk. Yeah, it's it's a lot, isn't it? It's like a. Is it? You, it you've is. Op- you've opened up a it different is. world. It is. I I think I found the um the twenty uh, percent of my faculty that are going to cause eighty percent of my problems. <laughs> and, you, and you didn't know before, did you? Nope. Well, I had suspicions. I had suspicions, but yeah, no, the day, day, my first day on the job, I got a a bombshell dropped about a staff person, not a faculty, but a staff person. But again, it's just like somebody overreacting, I think to something, but you know, it's gotta gotta take care of it. So anyway, it'll, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, it, it would it would be fine if I had like, if I didn't have another job that I had to do at the same time. It, 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 and, and Don, like I, I, um, I had to, I mean, I still am very much stepping back from my other job, mm-hmm. right? Like, like I do, I do this with you and mm-hmm. then I do some fun stuff, uh, every once in a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it consumes, it consumes your time. And one, one thing that I, um, I, I don't know if I've like learned this, I haven't learned it personally, but it was something that that a couple of folks who have done this job before me said that your your department who's looking to you for leadership knows if they if they're not your number one priority. Right. Like. Right. And and that and, and there are certain things that just have to make you drop everything to do. Yep. And and that that makes it harder to do the the stuff that you're that you're doing as a as a faculty member and as an advisor and as someone who's writing papers and yep, yep. and and exactly. journal editing and all that kind of stuff yep yep um but but i think the like i think the good news in my almost 2 years now doing this which mm-hmm. also is kind of kind of wild yeah. um there there is there there's there's also a lot of grace that's given because there's a there's an understanding that you're also you're kind of doing two jobs Right. And, and, and one of the things that people say to me a lot is, I know you're really busy, but do you have time to do yeah. this? And and what I like to remind people who say that is, I, I, you know, yeah, there's a lot going on, but this like literally is my job to be busy because there's a lot of things like, it's okay. Yeah. You don't need to apologize yeah. for that. Well, it's like people would apologize to me for like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I know you're busy, but can you do this graduate program director thing? It's like, yeah. Like literally I'm being paid to do that. Like I'm being yeah. paid extra to do that. So yes, of course I will do that. I will gladly do that. Um, it's just the other stuff that I don't want yeah. to do. 
And I've been kind of doing both jobs for a while and, and we'll still be doing elements of the second, the, the graduate program director job until the new person gets up and running. But um, at least that's finally settled and we had an election and we've got a new graduate program director and she's going to be great. And I'm, you know, trying to support her. And it's, it's nice because something came up today with the, the um, 20% of the faculty that are going to be 80% of my problem where I faculty member was telling me to do something. And I'm like, no, you're, you're, it's your job to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and it, it, it turns out that the former department chair is going to actually do it. So, cause it was kind of, it was a, a thing, an issue that arose on his watch. Um, and he's graciously agreed to do it, even though he is super busy because he's trying to get his um, all of his stuff wrapped up so he can go to do uh, 10 months in Mauritius, which, you know, is is I think it's a scam, but <laughs> it's not it's it's not a scam. Fulbright's given him money to go. But I'm very I'm very envious that he gets to leave here and go do 10 months um, in, in a beach paradise. <laughs> Well, it's good and oh and it's, it's fine i don't and i don't yeah. i sound i sound angry but i really don't begrudge no. him that at all i mean he's he earned it right he got the fulbright he totally earned yeah. it um you know and he and he's he's a good guy like he's not uh he's not a slacker like he's been doing his very best with this job and he did a nice job of you know kind of giving me you know everything that i was going to deal with and, and and we'll and we'll we'll see how it goes i'm sure it'll be fun i had a really nice meeting with our um person that we hired at the college, the school um, to do, um, to head up alumni relations, but also fundraising. And I shared with her that I'm really not good at fundraising, but you know, I, if she did, I, I just, she, all she has to do is tell me where to be and I'll be there and I'll, I'll be me, you know, and I'll do my yeah. thing and, and that'll be, and that'll be fine. Um, yeah. So I'm, I, again, there, I, I, there are certain people that I'm going to have to work with that I'm not looking forward to. And there's other people that I'm, I really want to work with them. I want to spend more time um, interacting with them. Like our Dean. I mean, our Dean yeah. uh, seems to be a, a wonderful person and she's just a delight to to hang around with and, and really seems genuinely curious about food science and I'm ready to tell her about it. So. Well, it's, and it's good. And it, um, uh, I've got, there, there are 12 departments, uh, in my college and, and they're, you know, and, and in turn, um, many different department heads. Um, and, and what I, what I've learned in my two years is, that each of us are like are doing it's not the same job and each of us have different like strengths that we that we kind of play right. to right and and that that certainly shapes the department but there's no like formula for this right like it's like being a dean there's lots of different deans right and and the dean that yeah, you there's have different ways yeah. of being a dean right 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 yeah and um and so so i think your i think your approach of like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna show up this is something that i might not be like is, i don't think is my best you know my, the the thing that i'm best at but i'm just gonna come up and be me i think that's the way to do it like i think you that's all you know that's that's why they i think about that too a lot myself it's like you know what they they kind of picked me to do it because i'm me so i'm gonna mm -hmm. be the me part of me in some of this yep. this is how i'm gonna approach yep. it yep. um and it might not be might not be the best way or but but i'm this is how i so i'm gonna do it and then maybe that'll change and i'll adjust over time but. yeah exactly or or maybe they'll just have to suck it up and, and deal with it. that's how it's gonna be yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> still still think about that i have that i i i i when i did go into the office to see my my new office and i discovered the first the first problem or one problem i'm gonna have to solve is that there's uh so my office has windows that face the outside and then there's, there's a window that faces the inside uh and they each window has blinds on them oh, and, yeah. and they don't work um or they don't work optimally and so one of the first jobs i'm gonna have to figure out how to do is to get 
uh, to get those blinds to work, but I've already put those wheels in motion. And then the second thing I want to do is that there's a, a very old school uh, giant desk that I don't want. It's relatively new. It was bought by the previous department chair, not the previous, but the previous, previous. And um, it's not to my taste at all. And I want a standing desk and I want a treadmill and I want a studio display to mimic my home setup because if I'm going to be there, I need to be productive. And guess what? To be productive, I need a treadmill desk and a uh, a standing desk and a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. And and, and, I'm gonna, and again, I know it's going to be a hassle because I'm going to have to deal with purchasing. And, but you know, I'm, 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 that's fine. I get, I mean, I want, I want this that room, that office to, to feel like it's mine. Right. And right. one way to make it feel like my, it's mine is to get rid of the desk that's in there. So, I mean, that yeah. may seem trivial, but you know, it's, it, it's an important part, I think of like setting the tone and, and like, okay, there's a new guy here and he's different from the old guy and the old guy before that and the guy before that. So, you know, he, he just, he's here, get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to put a plug in for, um, a mm. product that, that, um, we're getting installed in our new, uh, building, um, which is, is App Apple vision pro. <laughs> no, it was definitely Apple vision pro. No, it is three M Fasara glass finishes. I sent okay. you a link. The, the first thing that came up, which is from new England window and film. I don't know if they're good or not, but it is a privacy film that, oh. um, that is way better than blinds because oh, it allows cool. for, for like. 80% of the light to come through and, and all the privacy, but you can still tell that someone's in there, like all of it. So I'm, I, the, yeah, so we're, we're doing this in our, in our new buildings and it, um, I, I absolutely love it. So I would, I would suggest that that would be, um, you should investigate that instead of blinds. Oh, okay. So, and, and it, but it, but it's just one, it's just one level of privacy. It's not adjustable, right? Right. It is one level of privacy. It's not adjustable. But I, but I, I feel like, I don't know how you want to like, um, yeah, how you want to use it. I, I, I always kind of see this. If you saw this in action, I want, we have, have it in a couple buildings here, here. Mm -hmm. It does what I think blinds do except for the adjustability part. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, um, so anyway, yeah, check, cool. check it that, out. that'll, that'll be, that'll be in show notes. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a show notes for sure. This is now uh, department head chair talk and uh, facilities talk. I I got to go to two renovation meetings today. Thursdays uh, for me, I get to do two. We're doing two renovations, and I feel sometimes like a um, I I will make light of this a general contractor. Although I do none of the work, I'm just there as the user. Um, oh, you're or, the, but you're the project manager. You you have to manage these renovations. So, somebody has to be in charge, right? Sort of. Uh, we got facilities yeah. people. I'm just the the end user, and so we get to make decisions and I ask questions and things like that. But it's it's good, and it it'll. Um, I, I don't know. It's something that I didn't know how to do before. <laughs> like like and and, it's, and and now I've got I have a better understanding of like what it, we we're now on. I think it's like day. 390 uh of one of the renovations um mm -hmm. and it's it's a lot like going from start to finish uh on oh, this yeah. stuff so but at least at least you see that progress is being made right oh like, yeah you, yeah and that's and that's exciting like the rate of progress is one thing but yeah what what i am dreading is endless meetings that don't result in any action right like that yeah. that to me is 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 the idea of hell so well, but, and, and my, yeah. my experience has been, it's, it's, it's not like that. It's like some things move really, really slowly. Yep. And, and we have, um, and again, I, I think like every institution is probably different. I feel really lucky that we've got a lot of individuals who don't 
who are um, who are progressing things forward who are may not be progressive but they also don't want to sit in meetings that have no like no tangible movement right and sometimes we might like not do something because we know there's two other steps that have to happen before we do it but but we like there is, i don't know maybe i'm real optimistic about this i told somebody i told a good friend of mine this weekend that i'm like a positive vibes only kind of person and he yep. told me he's like you're a 10 on positive vibe scale <laughs> he's like there are very few people and that's that's the way that i kind of see the the world of administration it's like there are there i can pull little nuggets of like you know what this is taking a while but we are things are moving things are moving forward and and it's getting better it's always every day is getting better Right. So. Right. And you and you have a you have, I think, one has a choice about whether to have a positive attitude or not, right? Yes. And then you can see, okay, like, all right. And and again, I, I mean I've 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 read David Allen's getting things done. I, I know how to get things done. I know the power of the next action, right? Um, and yeah, let's let's figure out what the next action is and who's gonna do it, and then uh, we'll put it we'll put a, a, a marker there and we'll come back and we'll we'll see where we got with that, right? Um, and whether something actually did move forward or not. Um and then if not, then we got to ask the question, why is this not moving forward? Like what's right. the, what's the rate limiting step or where's the roadblock? And uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's just, it's just, it just reminds me that I, I know, I know the tools and techniques um, and I just got to implement them. And then I've also got, I really got to figure out um, what I've got to let go. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and then try to do that in as graceful a way as possible. And, and, and maybe, maybe it's nothing, maybe it's just to do some things, you know, less, less well or less frequently. So I don't know. I get, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm sure. Yeah, no, you're going to be and and it, yeah, you're, you're going to, you're, you're absolutely going to figure it out. And, and it's going to be like, oh, I thought I could do it that way. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do that. Or, oh, I didn't know I had space and time to do that. Now I do. And I, yeah. and it changed over time for me. Yeah. Or, and it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, as you get yeah. into it, right. I'm sure you figure like the, yeah. And it would be really interesting for the, the you of now to go back and talk to the you of two years ago. Right. And say, Hey, look, you know, um, th this thing that you thought it was a big deal, it's not a big deal. And this little thing here that you missed, it's going to be a giant problem for you it's in a, two years. That's right. It's big. It's big. You needed to spend more attention on that. And yeah. 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 Oh, good. All right. Well, I think that's been a show. I think we, I think, so. I think, we're, I think we're there. Uh, okay. Well, um, as always, bye. <laughs> another, this has been another episode of Food Safety Talk. If you have questions for us, <laughs> yeah, uh, email the dean. You, yeah.
See, you you say those things at the beginning and ending of every episode, but I listen to those things oh. multiple times because I because I listen to them because mostly when I'm editing Risky or Not, I'm I'm doing I do I do I do the intro, I drop the music in, I do the exit, I drop the music in, I listen to those a couple times, and uh, and then little bits and pieces throughout the rest of the uh, throughout the rest of the episode. But anyway, I'm sorry, I, I was I cut you off oh. while you were trying to awkwardly end the podcast. No, it's good, and 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 you're a saint for listening to me say that over and over again. <laughs> all right okay bye 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 yeah i did i did you know and again one of the things when you're when you're faced with doing a lot of things that you don't know how to do very often my tendency is to go do something that i do know how to do yes and so i did uh, i did get all of the riskier knots edited and posted yeah. uh, and queued up so i don't have to think about that until after iafp so that was a that was a good productive use of my time i felt yeah and it takes it off your plate, so you're not even thinking about it. Not even thinking about it anymore, yeah, right? That's good. Cool. Okay, so um, so we're recording again um, at IFP at on the IFP. 19th. Yep. And then we're back. I'm back the week of the 24th. What's Same. your week of the 24th look like? Have we? Well, we got we got risky or not scheduled for Monday morning. That's correct. Uh, yeah, 10 a.m. Got it. And then I am good. Basically, <clears throat> yeah. Um, Let's look at, I can't do Thursday because I'm going to the North Carolina Farm Bureau Policy Day in the morning. And then in the afternoon, it is scheduled as all afternoon punch list for my big renovation. Um, So, but I could do Wednesday the 26th. Um, The only thing I have scheduled is uh, Canada plays Ireland at 8 a.m. in the Mm -hmm. Women's World Cup. Um, And then I'm doing a panel at noon, but I could do any time after like twelve forty-five. My my afternoons are pretty busy that week. Okay, um, except for the the afternoon of Monday when we're recording risky or not, and I'd rather not do them both on the same day. No, but I could do the the morning on the twenty-fifth, the morning on the twenty-sixth, the morning on the twenty-seventh, or the afternoon of the twenty-eighth, Friday. Let's do let's do Wednesday the twenty sixth when Canada and Ireland are playing, because I will I will sure watch that. that. Yeah, I'm I'm totally good with that. Now, um, could you do? Um, I got a meeting at ten thirty. Could you do eight thirty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, because I got I got a meeting at one that I got to be on campus for. So okay, yeah, and we'll be done. I got a hard out at uh, at ten thirty. All right, perfect. Um, and last episode is ready to post. I just did the other one. I think it was on Friday, so I'm gonna post this one tomorrow, or like cool. the last episode, and then I will post this one sort of midweek next week, so it gives people like a week to schedule coming to. Um, yes. Yeah. To to. Laugh. And we can and we can tweet about that too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. And and I, I still have not signed up for Threads. Oh, thread or whatever. Yeah, and 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 it, yeah, and I sent a bunch of memes, um, all from uh, Blue Sky. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I saw I that. Really, yeah. yeah, and you know what? What clicked? What what did it for me is that um, in the fade is on Blue Sky, and I just love her yeah. work, all of her that, her 
uh, I ate an edible <laughs> and I think I'm really high now, tweets, which is yeah. mostly what she and music and food. But um, but yeah, I so I think, oh, I got the wrong time here. Uh, 830 to 1030. Um, oh, no, that's that's oh, moving the wrong thing. No, uh -oh. no I don't want to do that. I moved I moved I moved our food safety talk at IAFP. Don't do that, Don. Don't that's do that. Right. Um, but yeah, so I I really think uh, yeah, I think I think it's I'm going to land on Blue Sky. Um, which is still invite only, uh, although I did ask for a couple of invites from one of the people on the good Slack. Um, so because Michelle wants one, um, and if you want one, I'm happy to give you one. It, it really, yeah. I think it might be the, cause the Mastodon is great, but it's, it's just a lot of nerds, right? It's very nerd heavy because only nerds can figure out the federated system. Right. Right. Whereas right. Blue sky is just like, it's Twitter, except it doesn't suck. Yeah, and, right. And threads and threads seems horrible from yeah. everything I've heard. I've not tried it, but it seems horrible. Yeah, it's not. It's not for us. It's not okay. like yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, cool. All right. Well, I'm still just gonna stick around on Twitter until. Oh, I, oh I'm I'm not off Twitter. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm almost off Twitter. I'm almost off Twitter. Yeah, but I'm also like lazy that I haven't just I haven't. Figured oh yeah, out yeah. I'm oh doing. no, totally. I I mean, that's like it took me the longest time to get on Mastodon. Um, you know, and then, uh, and then people were really like, just talking about blue sky. I'm like, okay, that, that I, I and I'm just sort of taking the sort of the path of least resistance. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, I will see you, uh, in two weeks. And, Sounds good. Uh, yeah. I'm arriving on, uh, um, I think it's, I think it's Saturday morning sometime. I think I have, or Saturday, mid, 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 like early afternoon. Um, and then uh, I'm in charge of finding us a Saturday night dinner place. So okay. it's happening. Yes. Okay. So um, yep. Saturday, the 17th. No, that's not right. Saturday, the 15th. The 15th. Yes. Saturday, the 15th. Yeah. Okay. Dinner, dinner is happening. And it'll be somewhere cool that no one else will be able to get to. <laughs> okay. And we and we decided um, that we are not going to get a rental car um, just because it sounds like traffic is terrible and the mass transit is pretty good. So. Yeah, it absolutely. Um, and so so much so that neither of my parents had a driver's license until they were 30. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, they didn't they didn't need to drive at all. It was all it's all mass transit. Wow. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank right. you for well, taking care of that. That's the kind of thing that I would not want to do as I tried to do last year unsuccessfully. So no, thank you, you for know, that. It's all taken care of. I got it under control. It's my, it's my town. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. I'll talk to you later. Right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.